0: I've known Tarika Strozer for quite a while. She's someone I have regular DM conversations with because I value her opinion, not just as a brand designer and strategist, but as a professional. I value her opinion so much. If she was a tarot card, she'd be the queen of swords, the one cutting straight to the truth and heart of the matter. So let's learn a bit more about Tarika. Welcome to the Critically Conscious Coach, where coaches and consultants know the importance of deeply connecting with prospects, showing up in an authentic and joyful way, and inviting those people to become lifelong clients to exceed their sales goals. But most coaches are afraid to market themselves because they've been taught to use cookie-cutter marketing tactics and unethical sales approaches, when in reality, your prospect just wants a real emotional connection and amazing results. Therefore, get ready to unlearn and market yourself authentically through asking insightful questions, making better business decisions, practicing self-acceptance, and doing sales the right way. All right, Tarika, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Happy to be here. So I feel like the people who know you know that they know you. But there are going to be people who listen to the podcast who don't know you. So I would love it if you could tell us a bit about you and your business. Like, how did you get started? How'd you get here? What's the scoop? What's the tea? Let us know.
1: Okay. As uh, everybody says, I'll try to make a very long story short. I have been designing for 15 years. Always the kid that had an art project that had paint stuck and Play-Doh all in the carpet. So I always kind of felt like... I was going to be an artist some way or another. And then halfway through high school, I thought I love computers. So I paired the two together and found out about graphic design. Went to undergrad. So I have an undergrad degree in art and design, specializing in graphic design with a minor in sociology. I know, crazy combination, but it works. (laughs) Um, And I have a master's in human services. And I only got that master's because my graphic design teacher and my, she was my advisor, told me that I would never be a designer, that um, I designed too slow, that I didn't think broad enough or critically enough or anything like that. So it steered me off the path for a really long time. And I was like, well, you know what? I like people. I like serving people. So I'm going to go into human services and I'm going to go into nonprofit and I'm going to get a master's. And that was a horrible decision and it cost me 50 grand. But (laughs) I learned a whole lot about people. So eventually I combined those two together and then started with a stationary business that dissolved and then I migrated into branding and that's where I'm at today. <laughs> that's awesome. <Yeah. laughs>
0: but I mean, it goes, goes to show, you know, people think that there's one particular way to do something, you know, kind of like, right. Your teacher saying, oh, you designed too slow. Like, and I guess it depends on what you're designing for. It's like fast fashion, right? Like if you're designing for fast fashion, maybe, but if you're not and you find where your niche is, you know, success comes in a lot of different forms since that definition is up to us. For sure. Therefore, what would you say, this is my fun question, what would you say is your favorite thing about yourself?
1: I like to call it my unfilter. I have a tendency to just say exactly what I think most of the time. It got me in trouble a lot as a kid, probably even more so as an adult, but I appreciate it because that's the one thing that people know me for. If anybody, i always say I'm pretty polarizing. People either really like me or they don't. Um, And then in the middle, people respect me. But because I'm always straightforward, people are like, I know what I get with you 100% of the time. And I love that about myself because I don't like it in other people, (laughs) number one. But I really love that about myself because I'm always me. If I show up, you're going to get me all the time.
0: I like that about you too. (laughs) <laughs> that, that well, that was one of the reasons I wanted to invite you on the podcast. Like we've had some really good conversations over what, like the last six to eight months or so in like different groups and, yeah. and videos yeah. and like, you know, typing and stuff. And so I've seen you show up over and over and over. And there's a consistency with the way that you present yourself. And, you know, there's the the depth of intelligent conversation, right, where, you know, there's not always a, a one right answer, you know, so talking to you, it allows for a really good opportunity to bounce different perspectives and, and to look at things in different ways, which I have to imagine is very helpful to your clients considering the work that you do yeah so speaking of that what are the main ways that you help clients like you know somebody is coming to you with a problem what's usually the problem and then how do you find that you're able to to solve it for them
1: so usually the biggest problem that that people come to me with is that and I always kind of succinctly say it what got you here won't get you to the next place and so a lot of people are like hey I've kind of hodgepodge this together I picked up This logo from here, this palette, and I kind of put it together. I kind of know what I'm doing. I've gotten clients, I've made money, and now I know that there's something else on the horizon for me. I'm not quite sure what that looks like, but I know I need to show up in a more concise and like kind of comprehensive way. So, like, help me tell me what that looks like, not just visually, but what it sounds like and you know, what can that be? And so, I'm like, what I like to consider. A major reframe for a lot of people. It's like all of a sudden seeing yourself in a completely new light. People are like, whoa, that's me? I can do that? I can be that? And you've given me this identity that matches it? Like, okay, I'm ready. And people get geared up to kind of like, and go and do things. So I think that's the best way that I serve people.
0: That's awesome. So it's like, hey, I've got this patchwork quilt. And this is not what's going to, you know, keep me warm in the coming, the coming nights. I need something that makes sense, not just to me, but to other people as well. Like there's only so far you're going to get on, on word of mouth and, you know, like referrals, referrals get you so far. But this was something I, I would say as a, a content, like when I was doing content marketing, it's like referrals get you far. They do like word of like people saying, I recommend this person that gets you really far but when your presence online matches mm-hmm. what people expect to see or L- like is better than what they expect to see exactly. if if a referral gets you 60% of the way there mm-hmm. right and you and so that person's already like kind of 60% sold before they talk to you barring you know any obvious like obstacles they're 60% sold and your branding and your presence online could take you to 90% why wouldn't you
1: Or it can take you all the way back All the way. Like,
0: yeah, like now this conversation is just like, (laughs) hey, I just want to see when's your availability? Like, when can I get in? Like, that is, I think, like probably one of the big things. Whereas like when you've got the patchwork quilt, it's kind of like, okay, so I got this piece over here and that doesn't really match over here. And oh God, let's not talk about my Twitter profile. Like, (laughs) because that doesn't match, (laughs) you know, like my Twitter profile doesn't match anything. It's the longest social media account I've had. And I mean, it does match because I changed the cover photo, but the handle doesn't, the handle doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't make any sense, but I'm like, but why would I change it now? Now I'd I'd have a sunken cost bias into the the Twitter handle because it's just, it's Anna Ruthus. It's A-N-N-A-R-U-T-H-U-S. And I've had that handle since 2009. Oh my gosh. Not that anybody's fighting me over it or anything, because it's just a jumble of my first name and my maiden name, which was Andrews. But yeah, like it's it's forever. It's I've had that thing forever and I haven't changed it. But that's why I'm like, don't look at that though. Don't look at
1: that <laughs> Just look at everything else. And if you happen to see it, okay, but I'm not gonna show it to you.
0: <laughs> that's exactly it. And people still find the find the weird things. Like I had somebody oh, yeah, reach out do. because of the podcast, but they found my narrator Instagram profile. I'm like, this thing is new. I created it like a month ago. Like, how did you find this instead of defy the status quo? Like, how did that happen? But I digress. I digress. Okay. So I recently saw you shared Aurora Gregory's rebrand stuff. Yeah. Looked (laughs) awesome. It looked amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So not about her specifically, right? Because that's a specific client. But I was curious to know, like- what this experience is kind of like for the client, at least from your perspective, when they've presented this to you, right? Like what's some of the hard work pieces that you have to over, like to like really work through, right? To come out on the other end and have something that looks so polished and put together like that. I guess not even polished and put together. I hate that because that almost sounds like professional. I don't want to say that either, but that's just so representative of them. That's better.
1: Got you. I think for me, my main focus, and I can't speak for any other designer, it's always to connect as much as I can with the person. So when I hop on the first call, um, I just call it a discovery call. A lot of people are like it's a strategy call for me. It's a discovery call, and I tell all of my clients that you can't really say anything wrong. You can't give me too much information, and you can't give me like too little. That one thing that you think maybe is important is a piece of you so it's important i said so give it all to me i don't care what container it comes in how you say it you know if you want to you know use two words or 25 if you want to cuss if you don't want to cuss like give me all of you and i take those pieces and i think that's what allows and guides me so i take a large portion of who they are and then i start to do the research okay who do they really serve how does you know, this audience, what are they looking for? What are the things that they resonate with? And then I look at also the goals that they have of the experience that they provide and then what they want to be seen as. And okay, what does that need to look like on the back end? So sometimes I work in weird chunks. I don't just go like one, two, three, four. It's like four, then two, then one, then three. (laughs) But it all comes together because that's just how my brain works. Sounds good to me. All of our brains work differently. So-
0: that's got to be pretty comforting to know. Yeah. Although I'm a talker. So like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could talk your ear off, but it's fine. I'm extroverted and I am always in my house. So
1: that is the weirdest oxymoron. <laughs> yeah.
0: It Well, you know, it's like I work from home and then it's like, I have a husband who's got a compromised immune system. So then even like the things I care to go out and do. And then I'm also, I'm, I'm a highly sensitive extrovert. Like I'm an empathic extrovert. So the things I choose to do, knowing that I'm going to ride the high for a while, like I will be the last person, like the lights will turn off before Ruthie leaves. Like I'll be the person still (laughs) talking to you in the parking lot. And then by the time I get home, I'm like, I should have left three hours before I actually, (laughs) crap. So I got to be careful what it is that I choose to do (laughs) because it just, it takes it out of me. It's weird. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that's my problem. So what would you say? Right. Because I feel like brand design is I don't know. Brand design almost seems to be like the latest MLM thing. Not like an MLM, but like how MLMs are like disguising themselves, you know, and like, you know, it's not MLM. Right. But the brand design people are like, you know what? I took some Canva classes. And so I'm a brand designer. Like, here we go. (laughs) Right. That's what it feels like. So. To that end, what would you say is like your special sauce, your differentiating factor?
1: I think that for me, it's my ability to like really connect with people. It's ironic you were talking about like the next new thing. And I feel a lot of people feel like they're good at maybe sometimes one piece or I just want to make things pretty. So I'll do this or I'll take this training. And for me, the core is always the person. So I always feel like I have a unique way of seeing past what people say and then reading a little bit deeper. And that kind of lends to some of my other education, you know, human services, sociology, you know, like people always fascinate me. I always call myself a people nerd. Um, So I'm always asking the questions and, you know, like going deeper and deeper and deeper. And so I feel like that's what makes me stand out in the experience that my clients have, but then the end result that they get as well.
0: I like that. Especially since so many of us are out here just wanting somebody to get us, you know? And so for you to be the artist who is is able to get them and not just understand, but to then take that understanding and distill it and transmute it into something visual that they then can say, hey, this does represent me. This represents me and what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. And now they can take what you transmuted and show it to other people to facilitate their understanding. It your special sauce propagates then, right and rubs off because now, like you made it so people could understand me better. And most of us just want to be understood, like as a core human need, we want to be understood. And and that is something that you facilitate. It's a very beautiful thing. Exactly. So just for anybody listening, this is the conclusion of our first episode. But our next episode always focuses, our second episode with every guest focuses on the intersection between their industry and an ethical issue, an ethics issue. And I think Tarek and I picked out a really, really good one. So... I'm looking forward to having you on the next episode of the podcast, but Tarika, thank you for joining me on this one. We will have all of her links and wherever you can find her online in the show notes. So make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that way you don't miss the next episode because we're going to be talking about piecemealing brand design. And that's all I'm going to say today. But Tarika, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm happy to be here. I love Tarika, her brand, and everything she represents. She's an amazing professional with so much experience. I hope you loved getting to hear her story, and I don't doubt that you'll love dipping into her expertise when we talk about piecemealing brand design in her next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with anyone or any group who would learn something new.